0: Welcome back to Tuesday. I almost said Wednesday. I'm trying to push this week along and get things moving, but no luck there. Have to say a, a quick shout out to Clint. Clint French out in uh, Western Kansas listens to uh, me and says, Hello, I'm on the farm and ranching, and I listen to you guys on AM 670 KLT. Thank you, Clint. It's for people like you that we get up. At the awful hours we get up and do this, so we appreciate you. And uh, we've reached out to one of our favorites, uh, Wendy Patrick, who is an attorney, an author, a public speaker, a radio host herself. You can find out more at uh, wendypatrickphd.com. Wendy joins us all the time to talk about crazy legal stories. And as we were getting ready to um, start this discussion with Wendy, she goes, you picked out two crazy stories this week. So, Wendy, (laughs) welcome back, my friend. Thank
1: you, Mike. It's always a pleasure. And thank you to Clint and everyone else that actually reaches out and lets us know that you are listening.
0: Wendy, uh, you said the two stories were crazy topics. Which one was your favorite? Where should we go first?
1: Well, I have to say the bathroom story was very interesting because um, you know, this is the the famous case that went viral of the protesters, the following Kristen cinema into a bathroom and continuing to film in there. Now, I mean, most of us grew up in an era and believe we still live in an era where there are just certain spaces, so even if they're public spaces that are off limit for people to follow and film you. And the bathroom remains one of those spaces. And this was uh, sort of an invasion of that expectation that we generally have when we're in public. You know, that's from a female perspective. I don't know, Mike, I would ask you, don't don't men feel the same way?
0: Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, a thousand times well, yes.
1: You didn't have to think
0: about that answer. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not one of those people who particularly enjoys public restrooms. I don't know anyone who does. <laughs> So uh, the the less time I would have to spend in one, the better for me. And I will pretty much move heaven and earth not to do that. That's why... I will usually uh, make sure I don't anticipate the need until I get back home. So I try and plan. No, it's
1: true. It's it's like one of those sort of unspoken rules. Even if there weren't laws that governed where you can and can't film, it would still be just sort of this kind of unspoken personal space that is sacrosanct. I mean, she's going to come back out. I mean, you know, this this incident happened, you know, on campus at Arizona State University. So it really had drawn a lot of, um, of sparks and fire, I guess, from both sides. Obviously, there are many that don't believe in her being, you know, sort of this holdout and according to some of the naysayers, you know, behaving like a Republican. But on the other hand, there are some that are very sympathetic that everybody should be able to have Personal space, and that's where the law comes in. And we're, we've actually seen, you know, citations of you know Arizona code that talks about um, photographing, videotaping, filming, digitally recording in the bathroom. But many are saying, oh, it has to be surreptitious. But if you look at the way it's phrased, it doesn't really say that. It talks about being without consent. So obviously, we're not going to assume that senator cinema would consent to this so it's actually under investigation by the authorities and the afu police department is conducting an investigation i for one will be very interested in what they conclude
0: yeah i would like to know because megan mccain who you know grew up in arizona kind of familiar with what goes on in the law in arizona megan mccain said this was a felony what happened and if these people get away with it just because it, there was nothing surreptitious about it, what's to stop, let's say, TMZ for running into a bathroom after anyone goes in there? You know, yeah. who's who's going to draw well, that line?
1: Exactly right. And, and the surreptitious language is actually not in the first subsection, which just talks about Uh, Unlawful to knowingly, and then it goes on video, digitally record secretly view without that person's consent. So, you know, it is true that like any kind of law, Mike, and I've been a lawyer for 25 years, like any kind of law, you can have people, even those that have dealt with the law for so many different years and so many different types of fact patterns and cases, and there still come up these circumstances that we have to analyze in court, and that's the place to do it. What we don't want to see happen is this to be something that's like going to be sort of the, the new shout out, the new doxing, the new invasion of privacy? You know, let's settle our political disagreements. By talking through social media through congressional action and all the different ways that we've designated appropriate we just don't want to cross the line because you know if it's crossed for one person it's crossed for all of us can you imagine the anti Clint Mike somebody that doesn't like your show follows you into a bathroom with which you just say you don't like going in there in public anyway, with a camera and there's toilets flushing. I mean, you can just imagine this is not where we want to be with acceptable behavior.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Quick question on that topic. <laughs> if um, if the police say, yeah, the criminal law was broken and cinema doesn't file a charge, do the police have the right to go after these people who videotaped her?
1: Well, it's the prosecutors that do it. It's it, we have the one that bring charges. Okay. The police do their investigation. They bring us the case. We do the analysis, and then we, you know, we speak to victims and make that decision. It's not up to the police. Now, you wouldn't know that by watching the news, because I can't tell you how many times I've I've heard, you know, well, the police department filed charges. Well, they work up the cases, and they do great work, but. A law, a law enforcement agency delivers it to a prosecutor's office, and that's where charges come from.
0: So a prosecutor would have to say, "Okay, here's what happened. We see the reports from the the cops. Whether or not we decide to file charges will be the judge of that, and we decide from there." <laughs> and if cinema says, "I don't want to file," but they
1: do take they. Hmm? That's a great question. If what 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 if cinema? What if any input does she have? We always take the victims point of view and beliefs into account. All prosecutor's offices do that. It's not like she's not a part of the process. However, and in fact, in many states, it's a very collaborative process because obviously you want to move forward as a united front. And um, But there are cases where you do see charges pursued even without the cooperation of the victim. If it were any other way, there wouldn't be a domestic violence unit in many big offices. I know we're getting a bit off topic, but it is important to recognize that cinema's views should and will be concerned, especially in a, a case like this, especially given the, the high-profile backlash she's already facing over these two packages going through Congress.
0: Yeah, and the president said yesterday that uh, this happens all the time unless somebody is surrounded by Secret Service protection. I'm just going to throw this out there. Don't need to comment on because I want to get to this Louisiana story. Mark my words, Pelosi, Schumer want to create a new massive Capitol Police force, which will be like the Secret Service for Congress and Senators and they will have those people in every state in the union protecting the congressmen, congresswomen, and the senators. Trust me on it. That's coming. They're building a bigger congressional police force, and they've already put in for the budget. Now, i got under two minutes, Wendy. Louisiana, big clinic, big health system, says uh, employees need to be vaccinated, but they added in a new uh, provision. If your spouse isn't vaccinated, you're gonna get hit with like a $200 a month penalty? Is this legal?
1: Well, you always ask me questions that are cases of first impression because there isn't pandemic precedent and I'm not sure what they did during the Spanish flu. <laughs> Fair point. If I could answer your question, Mike, just appoint me to the Supreme Court tomorrow and I can field all of those wild inquiries like this that come out of literally nowhere with nothing to look at to to make it even a guess as to what will end up happening in a court of law. So generally, I can say, because these things have never been done, the courts are going to have their hands full in looking at a variety of different types of, I suppose, sort of analogous argument since there isn't anything on point to try to weed through these these crazy cases. I mean, this one, this is actually now going after the spouse. So I will make one legal comment um, without without knowing where this would go in a court of law. Regardless of who decides to implement this kind of, you know, spouse guilty by association liability, they still have to recognize that there are medical reasons and religious reasons that the law allows for exemptions from the vaccine. So taking that to the extreme in a case like this, Mike, I would say, well, what if the spouse is also tested once a week to make sure they're not carrying it? And what if the employee with the unvaccinated spouse is not only vaccinated, but tested once a week to make sure the spouse doesn't have it and they're bringing it to work? Because isn't the point keeping COVID out of the workplace instead of just randomly punishing people for who they associate with and their medical status?
0: She nailed it. Her name is Wendy Patrick. <laughs> Find her at WendyPatrickPhD.com. Thank you, my friend.